Maybe they lied with the animal picture. Who knows, right? What if the Mat Sali picture is so fake? <laughs> or worse, that's not even your mom. Just some random old lady they borrowed from an old folks' home. Douglas Slim and Juanita, the podcast. So what is this? Bad days are just a part of life wisdom you're about to impart about. <laughs> yeah, this is my motto for the past 24 hours. Because <laughs> sometimes bad days just happen. Okay, so let me start at the start. Okay. Uh, my house, we moved in about 10 years ago. So the stuff in my house, uh-huh. uh, at least 10 years old lah. Okay. At least 10 years old One of them is my bathroom sliding door Okay uh, Which keeps the uh, brush teeth area from being wet Yeah <laughs> From the shower area lah Yeah, right? correct So yesterday after I had my shower I'm mm-hmm. um, coming out Then the sliding door breaks It refuses to slide like uh, smoothly Oh Yeah, so I'm not sure exactly what happened It probably jumped the rail Oh. Uh, but these things happen I mean, I'm not a sliding door expert No lah, your guys are always so rough one Confirm wait, Okay, wait This is Monita, this where and there. I told you, I set up the story from the start. This is 10 years old, all right? So anyway, okay, okay. I try and fix it. I fail, I come down. Tell my wife, let's like, warn her. So yeah. she don't go and then you know, break her arm trying to open the door, right? I say, hey, the, the, our, our bathroom, the sliding door is broken. Uh-huh. Same thing like you. Like, she was like, oh, how how do you use? Did you try and fix it? I said, of course I tried to fix it. What kind of dodo do you think I am? And I walk around breaking things and just leave, is it? So she doesn't believe me. Goes upstairs. She tries to fix it. <laughs> So we are both upstairs in the toilet right now. <laughs> and of course, so we can't cute. fix it. Yeah. I said, look, it's just wear and tear. These things happen. She said, no lah. Uh, you you do how you use it. Uh, you, you use it uh, so rough. For the, <laughs> for the last 10 years, I've been using it normally. There has to be a reason we say the same thing even though we don't know the situation because be- men. No, because stereotypes. <laughs> and let's be honest. There's a fa- here's a fun fact, all right? Not everything breaks due to improper usage. Like my aircon, Rosa, about, about two months ago. How uh-huh. did I break it by using it improperly? By being too hot, is it? <laughs> so, so anyway, after I made my argument, my case, yeah. like, it's not my fault. This is where and there things happen. Uh-huh. I leave in a half because it's getting very sweaty in the bathroom. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally kick my towel rack and that breaks. Like right in front of her. I'm like, ah, yo. Oh, so no. anyway, I um, just want to tell everyone, look, sometimes bad days happen. It's not your fault. Don't blame yourself. Move on. Yeah, that's true. But did you get into a fight because of this? No, no, we don't usually fight like because oh. we're both elite martial artists. Then, because <laughs> then it'd be some like crouching tiger, hidden dragon stuff. <laughs> Whatever lah. Fly FM. Okay, I think I need your advice about something. Mm-hmm. I have a problem sometimes. Oh, irritable bowel syndrome. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, more like irritating partner syndrome. <laughs> don't judge me, okay? So when I get into an argument, right? Sometimes I don't know when to stop arguing <laughs> because to me, it's like I want you to understand where I am coming from, Correct. but it can also come off argumentative. Yeah. So here's what happened. My boyfriend and I, we were talking about a friend. In fact, my boyfriend's friend, okay. lah. Okay. So this friend has been going through the same issues for months now, and uh, I think what my boyfriend wanted was for me just, to just listen. Yeah. Uh. But I felt like I needed to tell him. Uh. Like, <laughs> look, in order to be a good friend, sometimes we need to tell them, like tell your friend, that staying in the same situation, this depressing situation, not doing anything about it, mm. is more hurtful long term. So I. Told him lah, he has to help this friend not just do nothing, cause then nothing changes. Okay, that's good. But did you say all these things to him in a calm and collected manner, like you just did? <laughs> no, I think I was a bit too passionate. Oh, passionate, cause, huh? Yeah, cause I was suddenly blamed for being 
accusation on like I was a bad person for trying to help but then I wanted to defend myself also so in this situation I wasn't sure when to stop talking and <laughs> let the other person there win are, okay, there are several telltale signs uh, from when a discussion is turning into an unhelpful argument uh-huh. so for one like when you start getting personal uh-huh. right, when you use things like uh, no but then last time uh, you did this you know but then uh, you also did uh, then it's getting personal right see I didn't help. do that he did that uh, well I'm, I'm not saying who did what <laughs> I'm just saying these are the telltale signs the other one is when you start using sweeping statements okay. like, you never do this you always eh, forever oh, right. Uh, uh. Right, so right. this is not helpful and the third one is when you find that your volume <laughs> your speech volume is increasing yeah. that's also a telltale sign that is descending into an unhelpful argument but unfortunately that last one does not apply to you the volume one yeah why because you start already volume at 100 <laughs> oh this is true Fly FM. So you may have seen the news a couple of days ago about 18 anglers or fishermen that went missing. Mm-hmm. Well, they have been rescued by fishermen off the coast of Langkawi. Wow, these Langkawi fishermen very good. Huh? Yeah. Next, can we get them to find a whale known as Jolo? Because <laughs> we've been finding him for how long already? <laughs> we wish. But they were good. If you've ever been out at sea at night, right, you'll know it's pitch black. Yeah. But these Langkawi fishermen managed to spot these 18 crew members and passengers drifting in their life jackets and also managed to rescue all of them. We don't know what exactly happened except for the fact that their fishing boat which was named Empire Langkawi sunk a couple of days ago because of a bad storm. This is really scary, man. Yeah, that's why you're wearing the life jacket. Even though it's very uncomfortable, sometimes it's too small and you can't buckle the thing or you <laughs> buckle and you capit your stomach and you get painful. <laughs> But wearing a life jacket is super important, okay? Yeah, you get lah, the XL size. <laughs> But yeah, when I'm on a boat, not do I only immediately wear the life jacket oh. like I'm scared from my life. I also uh, immediately look around the boat and think of how I'm going to swim out to the surface in case we capsize. Oh, okay, I don't think that far. <laughs> It's super good to have a plan, but Seriously though see, Okay I'm not poo-pooing your plan ah. mm-hmm. But in the open sea Nothing much you can do lah. Like if, let's say you swim out of the boat And stuff like that yeah. Where are you going to swim to? It's the open sea You look around It's all just sea It's not like I know you're driving Then your car breaks down yeah. I guess you can follow the road Because mm-hmm. it will probably lead you somewhere But open sea is just sea man Swim up Swim up to the surface <laughs> Okay But yeah lucky for these 18 people Nothing more serious happened lah. I'm definitely very glad They're safe Also I'm sure their families and friends are all very glad they're yeah. safe however the story is a bit ironic right. no, because they went out uh-huh. to find some fish right? they're fishermen they're anglers they right. went out to find some fish but then they ended up being found <laughs> it's like can you imagine being on an anti-corruption task force uh-huh. and then suddenly you are being investigated for bribery <laughs> <gasps> so ironic <laughs> So a few fishermen went on a fishing trip, got caught in a storm and their boat capsized. Mm. But lucky for them, they were saved by other fishermen. But it got us thinking about scary trips, right? One of the trips I went on got pretty intense. It could have ended terribly. It was a white water rafting one. Ah, doy. Yeah, it was a group of us. But one of our friends is very petite. Small people shouldn't go white water rafting. <laughs> yeah. Everything was okay lah, okay? She was like in the middle. We felt like we were protecting her. Mm-hmm. But you know how in white water rafting, right? You have a few drops. Mm, yeah. Um, well, that day, the water was extra strong. And that last drop was a big mm. one. We all saw it coming. So we were bracing for it, you know, like Holding clenched. tight, tight lah. Yeah, holding tight, tight. Clenched bum-bums and everything. <laughs> But somehow, when we went for that last drop, she flew out of the boat. No. And was clamped between the boat and a really big rock. So there 
where we were right on the boat the water gushing downstream pushing the boat onto her with her head slammed against the rock okay, okay. please tell me this story ends well huh? yeah yeah it does but immediately <sighs> as this happened her husband jumped out of the boat and put his hand between her head and the rock and with his other hand yanked the boat forward okay. with all of us still in the boat he practically saved her life lah. we were all just so stunned and in awe of how this was like such an act of selfless love which could all have been avoided if you all didn't go white water rafting in the first place <laughs> you're so boring lah. This no is, you it's know, not boring exciting. it's unnecessarily dangerous okay okay no, I get it some people you know get thrills in different ways maybe you like to feel the rush of water splashing onto you and you know, sudden change of movements <laughs> lah, bumping into stuff if you like that just stand in a washing machine lah. fly F I found this very cool uh, Miracle baby mm-hmm. She was born on the 22nd of February 2022 At 2.22am <laughs> In delivery room number 2 Ah, yeah, Too bad it wasn't twins Then can add one more two But if twins You wouldn't have been born on the same time lah. It would be born like 2.30 and then 2.22 uh, Jokes lah Monita jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not mess it up with biology ah? Alright king of comedy So they're calling this baby A miracle baby Because mm. her mother had health problems and they were told that they may not have been able to even have a baby oh. to begin with which is why it's extra extra special that this baby whose name is Julia Grace by the way was born on this date at this time in delivery room 2 as well so sweet actually I was also a miracle baby you know oh. yeah apparently they had to use forceps to pull my head out because it was too big oh. uh, to come out right so this caused my head initially to uh-huh. be egg shaped when I was a baby had an egg shaped head right. but now it's perfectly round and beautiful so that's a miracle oh so you were born with a large head as well I thought it was just your ego <laughs> <laughs> no alright so, but while I don't doubt this was a miracle baby I mean to mm-hmm. parents all babies are miracles lah. Yeah. but ah, started lah. <laughs> no I wonder how much of the miracle was engineered or done on purpose oh like a c-section N- well, like that also uh-huh. but because see, if you were a mother and you are pregnant mm-hmm. and you are there at that exact date at delivery room number 2 mm-hmm You would want to complete the miracle by making sure your baby comes out at 2.22, right? Right. So what if you're there and like, it's coming out already like, no doctor, wait, wait, too early. Too early, put it back in, shove the thing back in, it's only coming out at 2.22. <laughs> Meanwhile, there are other pregnant mothers outside the door banging, you gotta let me deliver my baby in delivery room number two to complete the miracle, otherwise it's not worth it. <laughs> so dramatic. Fly FM. So we're talking about how this lady delivered a miracle baby. First, mm. she couldn't have a baby, but she did. She conceived and then gave birth at 2.22 a.m. on the 22nd of February in delivery room number two. So that's why we're calling it a miracle baby. But Douglas, you said you've witnessed a birth of an animal before. Yeah, I have a lot of uh, rescue animals in my house. Yeah. So one of them was this very small dog called Brienne. Uh-huh. Uh, when we rescued her, my wife was like, I think she's pregnant. Right. I said, like, how can you tell? Because she's so small, you Don't see anything, right? But my wife is very experienced with dogs. She said, like, "Yeah, he's pregnant." I'm thinking, okay, maybe you know the dog is moody, or you know, maybe at night she wants to eat a samboy or something, <laughs> like pregnant things, ah. Uh. But it was true, right? Eventually, uh, I think two weeks later, uh-huh. she gave birth to oh. two little puppies. Oh wow! Uh, one Mary and the other one Pippin. Okay. Uh, Pippin didn't make it, lah, unfortunately. Oh. But uh, it was quite dramatic, lah. They were there, and then my helper was there holding on to Brian. My uh-huh. wife was there coaxing the the small puppies out. Yeah. What were you? doing trying my best not to faint <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but it wasn't so bad, right? I mean, dogs giving birth is it's like a little bit gooey. It's not bloody. Yeah, but it's still disturbing. La. Not as disturbing as a human giving birth. La. I had to teman my sister to Lamar's classes when she was pregnant once. Why you had to teman the husband? Her husband wasn't around. He like he works overseas. Oh, I see. So okay. she was pregnant at this time. Uh, I went for one class and then I never wanted to go again. It was so much for the support of a yeah. loving sister. I mean, I felt bad, but I think I was also quite young at the time, so I was a bit more selfish. <laughs> you know, I went for one class. We sat in a group of, you know, with other couples yeah. and they were talking about their experiences. And then we had to watch women giving birth. Like, I, I was like, I don't oh, chop, need chop, chop. There was a live person there giving birth? No lah, videos. Videos oh. of childbirth. To, ex- to know what to expect, to know what the body goes through. And this is all very informational. It's very good to know for, you know, people who are ex- actually experiencing this. But at the time, I was just like, no, I'm not ready for this. I don't even know if I want to have kids. I think I watched a similar traumatic video once. Uh-huh. Uh, it was uh, some of our leaders trying to speak English. <laughs> oh, <yo. laughs> you can't compare that to childbirth again. Yeah, true. Like, watching them was far worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fly FM. So this was devastating and sad news, but not very surprising. Malaysian children are supposedly more addicted to the internet compared to kids in other countries. Yeah, sorry, what's that? Wanita, I was on my phone lah, watching Baby Shark. <laughs> the Chinese are trying to cook it. <laughs> <laughs> you see lah, this man, child. But jokes aside, this could be a serious thing long term, you know. This isn't just something we're saying here based on observation. It was a proper study by Cybersecurity Malaysia, mm. uh, CSM, which included 17,000 respondents who consist of primary, secondary school students, special needs students, as well as parents. Right. So signs of internet addiction among children are sleeping late because they're on the phones a lot, mm. getting angry when they're not allowed to use their phones and preferring their phones over going out to play. I know we're talking about children here, but man, this kind of sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we see this behavior in restaurants nowadays. I go and I see whole families yeah. actually all on their handphones yeah, or all on that. some devices, it's right? Because sad. it's a very easy way to keep children quiet. Correct. Children who are, you know, on the restaurants and maybe they are restless they make a lot of noise uh-huh. so parents will be like I ah, just give you a device watch something sit down quietly there lah my brother has a rule for his kids yeah. they have a set amount of time mm-hmm. uh, for them to use the devices right. after that they cannot borrow the mother's device cannot borrow the father's device but then they will try and cheat you know because <laughs> I remember visiting them and then my the older niece will be like hey you know papa you play games right this is a new game on the on the handphone I'm like oh what's it about and she would be like oh, it's better if I show you <laughs> but I can't because daddy said I can't use the first I'm not starting an argument with your father <laughs> shut up now so smart I mean it is difficult I'm sure for parents to keep them off their devices really but I think the key point of this study that was done is really to highlight that there must be more awareness mm. amongst parents especially when it comes to cyber security risks that the younger generation is exposed to but was this study conducted mm-hmm. recently like in the last two years because yeah. if it was then not fair la. We, we had a pandemic to deal with Oh, yeah. Right? The last two years, all of us, not just kids, we're pretty much stuck on our devices. Right? We needed to work from home, la, to study from home, <laughs> to communicate with friends and family. We all had to do it online, That's right? That's so true. So now, not fair. La. You say, you our kids are addicted to the internet. Uh, they don't go outside to play. Excuse me. Of course, they don't go outside to play. You <laughs> told them to duduk rumah. Jangan kesana, kesini, kesana, kesini. Kalau tak, abah rotan. You forgot already, is it? Fly FM. So amongst all the kids in the world, we found out that Malaysian kids are the most addicted to the internet. Now, if you don't already know, I have like 10 nephews and nieces. My three siblings have kids, so I see different styles of parenting, right? 
The most garang but sayang one is my eldest sister, Joanna. Let's ask her about this controlling screen time business. She's on the phone now. Hello. Hello. Hi, Hello, Joanna. Hi, hi. You have five children? Yeah, five kids, ages four right up to 15. Oh, okay, so they were definitely born during the time of the internet. Yeah, um, How did you cope or how did you control? Did you um, have timetables for them where they can use the internet? Okay, so for my teenager, so she has a phone and so she has access to the internet. However, we limited her to only two hours of um, internet per day or phone time, screen time per day and she doesn't like it. But um, we feel that too much of TV time or gadget time, their brains kind of stop working, stop functioning as well. Oh, oh. Because uh, uh, does the, the she, she play games uh, online or just ma- mainly watching stuff? She watches a lot of uh, TikToks and Reels, you know, stuff like that. She's like a robot just looking and just like liking, liking. I know I sound like super dinosaur, but uh, she's just like going through and like, like, you know, that kind of thing. So when you take the phone away or when you say, no, you can't uh, go on the internet now, how does she respond? So there's uh, something called the parental control. So it locks after two hours of screen Ooh. time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which helps like because I don't have to. Yeah, I don't have to go and take it away from her. It will lock, and she knows. Oh man, my time is up. Oh wow! And the rest of your the rest of your children, uh, when she's using the 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 phone and going online, do they also want to go online as well? They will want to, so they have their computers as well. But they they prefer to play PS4. Yeah, Minecraft. We are really strict about YouTube because YouTube, they can watch anything they want. Mm. So we are quite strict about that. We say they are not allowed to or we kind of tell them what they can and can't watch. And no gadgets allowed in the bedroom. Oh. Yeah. But it actually kind of works because I go over uh, sometimes and you mm. can hear them telling each other, okay, okay, faster, faster, do your work. Okay, faster, faster, finish the chores. Then we can play Minecraft together. So it's quite yeah. <laughs> cute to see yeah. how they try to manage their own time and expectations. I think it is very, very important to control how much they can and can't watch. Yeah, outdoor activity is more important lah. Okay. Really, uh, outdoor activity sometimes dangerous like outside then. No, it's no. really important because then they get to see more things, see greenery. It's really, really important, I tell you. Or not means they, they'll be really like robots. They just look at computer all the time. Uh. After that, you talk to them, uh, they're like, huh, huh, like that kind of <laughs> Joanna, I've got a suggestion on how you can control their YouTube viewing uh, uh, time. Uh-oh. Okay. Just say you can only watch videos done by a Chinese fella. <laughs> oh, Called okay. Dr. Slim. I, I, yeah, I know where you're going with that. <laughs> they, they do enjoy uh, listening to you. So thank you very much for the entertainment in the morning as we drive them to school. Uh, so sweet. Like <laughs> thank you, Banana. This reminds me of a story where my niece was watching YouTube on her phone. Uh-huh. So my mom was like, hey, she's girl girl, uh, spending too much time on her device and no good. So she went to my niece and was like, hey, don't watch that. Lah. Come watch TV with mama. Then she turns on the TV yeah. and watches YouTube. I'm like, that's not the point, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Do it together because spending time together. <laughs> Fly. So 
a hawker stall in Singapore is hiring and they're offering up to 10,000 ringgit as a starting salary. What? Hawker stall yeah. selling what? Crypto goreng? Ah? <laughs> How to pay the staff so much? But if you don't convert it though, the starting pay in Sing dollars is 2,900. It's still a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of work though. So someone commented on this post and said that working at hawker stalls can go up to six days a week with 10 to 12 hour shifts every day. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you don't get public holidays off and you probably only get one day off per week. Yeah. Yeah. I once helped my friend uh, who opened a Chinese coffee shop, right? It was only during the first two weeks though because they didn't have enough staff. Mm. So I helped with the serving. Well, did you actually help or were you one of those uh, resident echo people? <laughs> What's resident echo? You know the ones that, that just shout out the order oh, yeah. very loudly. <laughs> like for the, uh, what are you eating? Tay Oping. Tay Oping! Chicken rice! They don't do anything. Well. <laughs> I've actually always wanted to do that. But no, la, I see how put the plates, you know, for the chop and show people where everything oh. is. And it turned out to be a lot more work than we think. Running a store, whether a hawker stall or even a restaurant uh, or a coffee shop, mm-hmm. these people wake up at like three in the morning earlier than us, you know, because yeah. they have to go to the wet market, yeah. the borrowing market and get all the supplies. And then they start Correct. working, they start making the drinks, they start making the, the soup, uh, the curry and stuff like that. Yeah. I never worked at a hawker stall, but I did help out at my grandma's coffee shop right. when I was much younger. Oh. Yeah, as a kid, a small little mini waiter going around bringing <laughs> drinks trying my best not to spill anything <laughs> but, but I remember I think after about four months five months I cannot suspend it oh no why because they wanted to make this Assam boy drinks uh-huh. but I had nicely swiped all the Assam boy <laughs> I took them to school You know Eat a bit Sell to my friends a bit So they're like Hey you cannot Just swipe Stuff from the Kopitiam <laughs> But you're very consistent uh, Douglas hmm? Real Kopitiam Suspended Sitcom Kopitiam Discontinued <laughs> <laughs> Come to think of it uh, I think I also Swiped some props From the Kopitiam sitcom Oh <laughs> man Fly FM Douglas Winter is coming it started snowing on Mount Kinabalu and the climbers were all so excited. Did you hear about this? Are you sure it's snow or not? Or not just a case of one of the climbers having very bad dandruff? <laughs> <laughs> well, you really know how to kill the moon. Uh. No, one of the climbers posted a video that's full on viral now where him and his climbing group were properly blown away mm. by how it just suddenly started to snow. Salji turun! Salji turun di Gunung Kinabalu! Wow! Eeeh! <laughs> so cute. It happened at 7am on Monday But only lasted 3 minutes okay. thankfully The last time this happened Was in the 70s And again in 1993 Are you a cold weather type of person? Yeah Because I'd really like to build a snowman Okay, okay be serious <laughs> Okay lah I like it when there are snowflakes That stay on my nose and my lashes <laughs> Do you like winter is my question <laughs> Okay, okay I do enjoy winter time Because it feels so Christmassy and my hair honestly is a lot nicer during winter are you sure yeah because it's not humid okay so it's a vanity thing lah right <laughs> uh, the whole the four seasons to you is just about how you look no yeah. because I've asked people this question before right? yeah. do you like winter and they're like oh yeah I'm definitely a winter person uh-huh. when I ask right what do you like about winter mm-hmm. they'll be like oh I like to snuggle up under the blankets you know drink hot cocoa <laughs> sit by the fireplace that means you don't like winter lah right <laughs> you're trying to keep warm if you like winter you'll be out in the snow there half naked rolling around on the floor <laughs> Good thing I didn't say that <laughs> But you know It's good lah you know, People in Sabah Seem to like All this snow happening It's, yeah. a, it's a fun thing to be However uh-huh. I suspect lah If this thing happened In Putrajaya People won't like it Why? In Putrajaya You freeze their account Also they make noise already You want to freeze The whole place ah. <laughs>
Fly FM. It snowed on Mount KK recently, and we're both amazed and terrified by it because global warming. But also kind of cool <laughs> that it snowed in Malaysia. Have you ever experienced snow, Billy? Hey guys, so <laughs> I was ten and I was in Dubai. I went to the mall, and the, the mall had this indoor winter wonderland park. Oh, uh, something uh, like uh, like that one in Genting, uh. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's my first time ever like be in snow. Mm-hmm. So I'm like a, a kid in a candy shop. Like, I'm like throwing snowballs at my dad. I'm doing snow angels. <laughs> I'm eating the snow. I'm at, it was like the most fun Wait, I had in my life. You do what? Do you say eating the snow? Yeah. I, I ate the snow because I saw in the movies, you know, in the, in the Vasari movies, like, you know, the, the kids are like, you know, they open your mouth and then they just, they like the, like, oh, I, no. like ABC lah. They just. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you have a stomach ache after that or not? Yeah, so you guys are correct. Uh, you are not supposed to eat artificial <laughs> thick snow in, in indoor snow parks. <laughs> I was in the mall bathroom. I'm not exaggerating. It was five hours. I was oh. in the bathroom. My father, my awesome father, uh, shout out. He was just like sleeping outside my stall door, <laughs> making sure I'm alive. And by the time we finish, I, it's 2 a.m. at the mall. The guard had to like, he's also sleeping outside the toilet door. <laughs> Somehow we got trust you to do things like this, you know, Billy. <laughs> I'm, I hope you're much better now, but thank you for an awesome story. <laughs> you're not even supposed to eat real snow. This joker. It fakes noise. <laughs> Fly FM. So here's a strange study that was done recently. Washing dishes can lower heart disease risks in older women. Oh, let me guess. I'm <laughs> a husband who hates washing dishes wrote this uh, study. <laughs> Actually, for the first time ever, it's not a man's fault. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> this was a woman's health initiative, but I'm sure it can be applied to men as well. Scientists from the University of San Diego published a study that said some older women could get health benefits from chores like washing dishes and cooking. They studied the physical activity of over 5,000 women above the age of 63 and found that women who did routine activities like housework, cooking and gardening saw a reduced risk of heart disease. But I can see how this article can be triggering Mm -hmm. because it only uh, made reference to women and doing housework and stuff like that because there are other activities they can do which are also considered as routine. For example, qigong or tai chi or line dancing. My mom teaches line dancing and it's very good for uh, cardio Uh as well as memory you know because you basically do the same steps over and over again in different directions yeah I've seen that too in the park so cute but when I read this article my brain jumped immediately yeah, <laughs> to how yeah. sexist this article was just because talking about women you have to say oh women must wash dishes and cook to be healthier <laughs> but it's not right clearly no, it's, it's not, not sexist it's a genuine study to help reduce heart disease in women because honestly let me tell you uh-huh. when men wash dishes oh yeah, our blood pressure goes up. Not because of anything. Because the wife will be there, all the partner nagging non-stop. Is this how you wash plates? Uh? This one you call cleaner. Uh? Hey, how much soap you want to use? You want to bankrupt us with your soap usage, is it? <laughs> hey, why are you rinsing and washing one by one? You wash all first, then you rinse all together. Yeah, why you never wash the sink also? I uh, see, you also like this. My heart paining already. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I don't get why guys don't wash the sink as well. Anyway, uh, one way to curb this problem, get a cleaner maybe, you know, winter some money with boomerang tracks to help you pay for that fly fm
So I just read something that made me thank the heavens I'm not single anymore. Oh no, I feel the rant is strong in this one. Yes, it's time for Rent a Space, Rent a Space, a space where you can rent away. <laughs> there is an actual term for this repulsive form of deception. It's called the art of pet fishing. Have you uh, heard of this? Mm. It happens on dating apps where people use pictures of themselves with, say, like a random cat or dog, right? And try to pass it <laughs> off as their own pet in hopes of getting women to look at their profile and go, oh my god, he has a fur baby. That's so cute. Swipe right. But I, I'll admit, like, yeah, I was a victim back when I was uh, using several dating apps very casually, you know, like for a brief period of five years. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a thing Because we didn't know any better We'd go on this app See people who in their bio write Proud owner of three dogs We're immediately like Wow, three dogs That means they're responsible mm. Empathetic All the positive traits of a pet owner And if they can handle three dogs They can most probably handle me, right? <laughs> Wrong Most of the time It's either not their dogs Or I find out that their dog lives with their parents I tell you what These people, they're like wolves in sheep's clothing I mean, even the wolf in sheep they try to pretend it's their pet <laughs> lah. And if you've seen enough, I certainly have, you'll be able to detect a formula to this deception, you know, on their dating profiles. It'll be like one picture with a cute animal, then one picture with a matsale group of friends, what? and then another picture with their mom. Maybe they lied with the animal picture. Who knows, right? What if the matsale picture is so fake? Or worse, that's not even their mom. Just some random old lady they borrowed from an old folks' home. That's why I'm so done with dating apps. Yeah, also because uh, you already have a boyfriend. What is that going to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> rent a space, rent a space, a space where you can rent away. This is the Douglas Lim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on Fly FM.